Blog Talk Radio. Baby squirrel, use a sexy motherfucker. Give me all, give me all, give me all, attention, baby. I gotta tell you a little something about yourself. something 1855 days i've been going through something be afraid 
What is a bitch in a miniskirt? A man in his feelings with bitter nerve. What is a woman that really hurt? A demon you're better off killing her. What is a relative making repetitive narratives on how you did it first? That is the predator him reverse. All of your presidency with her. What is a neighborhood reputable? That is a snitch on a pedestal. What is a house with a better view? A family broken in variables. What is a rapper with jewelry? A way that I show my maturity. What if I call on security? That mean I'm calling on God for purity. I wanna get me a therapist. I can debate on my feelings and sharing it well. Consolidate all my comparisons. Humble enough because time was imperative. Well, started to feel like it's only one answer to everything. I don't know where it is. Well, popping the bottle with clarity. Well, is it my head or my arrogance? Well, shaking and moving like what am I doing? I'm flipping my time through the Rolodex. Indulging myself in my life and my music. The word that I'm in is a code of sex. The word that we in is just menacing. The demons portray the religionist. I'm waking them one and another. Her woman, I hope the psychologist listening. The new Mercedes was black, G-wagging away from It was all for rap, about 28 years young, 20 million in tax Bought a couple of mansions, chef for practice 500 in jewelry, chain was magic Never had it in public, late reaction 50k to cousins, post the caption Pray none of my enemies hold me captive I grieve different North America tour, my eyes closed C-5-4 bump, she was a model Dedicated to the songs I wrote in the Bible Eyes like green, penetrating the moonlight Hair done in the bun, energy in the room Like big bang for theory, God, hoping you hear me Phone out the ring to tell the world I'm busy Fair enough, green eyes that her mother didn't care enough Sympathize when her daddy in the chain gang Her first brother got killed, he was 21 I was nine when they pulled Lamont in the grave Heartbroken when I sell to say goodbye Chad left his body after we FaceTime. Green eyes that you be okay, first two and take the pain away I agree different From. It was all for rap, I was 28 years young, 20 million in tax Bought a couple of mansions, chef for practice 500 in jewelry, chain was magic Never had it in public, late reaction 50k to cousins, post the caption Pray none of my enemies hold me captive So what? Paralyzed, the county building controlled us I bought a Rolex watch, I only wore once I bought affinity pools I never swam in I watched Keen by four cars in four months You know the family dynamics on repeat The insecurity locked down on PC I bought a 223, nobody peace street You won't do do me, I smell TNT Dave got him a Porsche, so I got me a Porsche Paid lottery for and I ain't one of the portions Poverty was the case, but the money wiping the tears away I agree different Everybody
rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga. Still nigga. Still nigga. Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga, rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga, still nigga, still nigga, OJ like, I'm not black, I'm OJ, okay, house nigga, don't fuck with me, I'm a feel nigga, with Sean Cutlery, go play the quarters, where the butlers be, I'ma play the corners, where the hustlers be, I told him, Please don't die over the neighborhood that your mama rentin'. Take your drug money and buy the neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. Uh. I bought every V12 engine. Wish I could take it back to the beginning. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo. For like two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga. Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga. Still nigga. Truth to Power show, and we are here with Thomas Tuckmo Smith with the archaeology, not, oh shoot, I can't even talk tonight. Uh, how you doing, uh, Tuckmo? Tuckmo, are you there? You have your mute on? Yep, I certainly did. Good evening, Beth. How are you? <laughs> great, great. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. Good. 
Good. How's everything in the D? Hmm. How's everything going in the D? Same old, same old. We, well, we, same we're old. we're learning. We're waking up quickly, more rapidly. So we we're dealing with this. Great. That's good. How's things going in? You in New Jersey or New York? Uh, yeah, I'm in Harlem. You New in York. Harlem? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, that's like being in Detroit. Okay. So how things going in Harlem? Uh, same, same old, same old. It's about to be the summertime, so you know, um, it's about to be a lot of um, starting to notice a lot more hanging out and stuff. So it's gonna be a live summer. It's gonna be a live summer. I'm starting to hear mm-hmm. the the little ATVs and the the mopeds. I guess people had stashed away. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of summer, I have a feeling. It's a lot going on. Do you see mm-hmm. uh, any of the uh, aliens or foreign people moving into the hood? Well, they've been moving in. So, oh. like, the Mexicans and mm-hmm. um, the Africans, they've been moving in um, for years now. So, like, a lot of little Mexican stores start popping up and um you know they little taco spots start popping up everywhere and it's like wow they done built the whole little right under our right under our nose they don't bother anybody right um they just go to work they might come um they might do like Uber Eats or something you see them riding their bikes delivering people's food but they don't like um the only thing they really do they like to play soccer so they go okay. to the park. They like to play volleyball. So they go to the park and they just sit out there. They get a bunch of beers. They drink. They don't bother nobody. So nobody bothers them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but pretty soon, you're going to look up and they done took over. Like, oh, sweat. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's what's going to happen. Um, but right now, you, like, the, the way they live is totally different because they have, like, an intact um culture. So they're able to um come together and um get along, no fighting, no arguing. Um you see like three or four families living in one house or one apartment. They all share. You know what I'm saying? Everybody works except for the kids, all the kids go to school. Um uh, but they they all, all live together until they can get their own thing. And um one thing I noticed is they buy up a lot of the stuff. Like, a lot of these places that say Italian restaurants, that's Mexicans. They don't mm-hmm. board it, board it. They work there, you know, and they make them work hard, you know, 12 hours, 16 hour days. They learn how to do everything in the restaurant. And then when the people, when the, when the white people want to sell it, they spend their money together and they buy the restaurants out. And now they sell pizzas and tacos, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's how they, you know, they, it's like that. You know, we could have did that. Even the Africans came up here and opened their own pizzeria up. You know what I'm saying? Like that, black people ain't got nothing. You know what I'm saying? We All the pizza we eat, we think it is. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how they do. All the Chinese people come up here, open the chicken spot. So they open the Chinese restaurant, sell more chicken mm-hmm. to us than we make. All the Arabs open up the 
um, Kennedy Fried or Kentucky, not Kentucky, it'll be like um, United Fried Chicken or Kennedy Fried Chicken, Lincoln Fried Chicken, Obama Fried mm-hmm. Chicken. They all they over know, the city. Like They know we like chicken. Yeah, they sell like an assortment of things, but, you know, like that's, everybody come over here to make money off of us but us. You know, the Indians yeah. on all the subways and, and, and um, Dunkin' Donuts. Um, mm. But we don't own nothing. You know, it's just sad, you know. Um, and it's a, it's a pattern because they do here, the Arabs or Chaldeans, uh, they came, they did the same thing. They did it the same way, real quiet. Mm-hmm. And they end up with all the supermarkets and the gas stations. And the Coney Islands here, and the uh, Indians own all the. Now what? What's the Coney Island? The Coney Islands is the little restaurants where you get your hot dogs and French fries, and we we had them almost on every other corner here, and so they sell breakfast food. They, Coney Islands is hot dogs, so uh, they own all the Coney Islands here. We got, got them. Just much as we have gas stations. We have gas stations on every other corner, and they own all the gas stations. And the party, the liquor stores, they own all the liquor stores here. So same mm-hmm. thing, same pattern. Yeah, and yeah. We did, we did have, we did own uh, a lot of the store, party stores, the liquor stores, and gas stations here. We own some, but they uh, bought it out. And they did the same thing. They went and worked for the people, saw how they did it, and then opened up their mm-hmm. own. And the banks wouldn't loan them any money. They couldn't go to the banks to get the money, I guess, because they didn't have the credit. But they had some um, their own people that had money. So they became their banks. They went to their people. They didn't go to the banks. And yeah, then, that's the one thing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say that's the one thing that everyone has on us is that they come from somewhere. You know, every country got a bank. Like the United States has a bank, you know, the Fed. You know, every country mm-hmm. got um, their little bank set up in, in the area where people live except for um, well, no, us these, for the most but- part. These weren't banks. These was like personal. These was like a couple of two, three wealthy uh, Arabs that had money, and they were just loaning them money and gotcha, to gotcha. get the store. And now, once they got the store established and credit and all that, then they went to the the regular banks. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. And that's that's the one thing we don't do. We don't trust each other with yeah. money. With, yeah. You know, so yeah. And, and um yeah, the Arabs they they live in the Middle East, so they know how them Jews do. You know, they, they definitely one one of them will fund everybody else. Everybody else yeah. eats, you know, it's as long as they keeping everybody else from getting in their pot, they good, you know. But um yeah, the uh, also the Arabs got I'm sure they got connections with the with the gas itself, being that it comes from their countries. Right. So they probably got the the inside track on how to get it cheaper, how to get it in abundance. Mm-hmm. You know, their own thing set up. So, um, it's a it's a guy named Michael 
Franchisi, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. And he was, um, he's a mobster. And he, mm-hmm. um, how he got rich, well, he, he made the mob rich. He, uh, he would tax, he had a gas, a couple of gas stations in New Jersey. They did was they upped it five cents per gallon. And uh, he made all of them pay this five cent tax. The five cent went to the went to the boss. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they they was making millions of dollars a week selling it. They had all the gas stations in South Jersey. Made all them Arabs have to charge five cent extra for the gas to pay the tax. You know what I'm saying? They did it for years until the, the FBI caught on. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, they was like, man, these dudes ain't setting up shop here and running everything. We gonna tax them. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. And then they um, end up, mm-hmm. the government end up doing it themselves. They put the, you know, everything that was did illegal, they end up making it legal. So they end up putting tax on mm-hmm. the gas. Yeah, just like they did with the lottery. That was us. Yeah. You know, play the numbers. And then all of a sudden, you know, the mob got, got involved. But yeah. you know, once the government got involved, it became a lottery. You know, now right. you got scratch-offs. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff. So, yeah. Um, and uh, also, um, with the with the Arabs, they have a culture that's intact. You know, that they don't, they don't um, stray away from it. Like, mm-hmm. like I was just saying about the Mexicans, like they... They they genuinely like each other, you know. They get it. They'll get along with each other for the right reasons, you know. We'll start. You get on some nigga stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yo, you stepped on my shoes, you know. You looking at me funny, you know, stupid stuff like. Dang, they, you never see that with them, you know what I'm saying? If they get into a, a argument or something, it's real, real low key, you know what I'm saying? But but the thing is, like you say, they know their culture. And we don't know mm-hmm. ours. Ours has been, exactly. you know, our identity has been stolen from us. Other people have stepped in and act like they us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And when I say exactly. us, the original people that was here, that, you know, that we were invaded. As all of us didn't come from Africa, I don't even believe in that, that slave. Mm-hmm. It was a different kind of slave, an indentured kind of slave. But that's another story. Yeah, yeah, and, and even the original um, culture that the Arabs is practicing came from Africans. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's the Moorish culture. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. Um, I had a few um store articles I was gonna go through. Okay. Um, Martin Luther King's daughter takes some jabs at Ted Cruz over NAACP Florida travel advisory. So the NAACP, uh, National, what is it, the National uh, Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Yeah, yeah, Advancement of Colored People. I I like the way my man said it in Mississippi Burning with the cop. He said, uh, niggas, alligators, apes, coons, and possums. Okay. (laughs) That's how he broke it down. Uh, But, um, yeah, he she's taking on um, shots at Ted Cruz because the NAACP has put travel bans on black people. They don't want black people to go to Florida. They want us to ban um, together and boycott the state of Florida 
because of DeSantis. And what this is really about is his anti-LGBT stance. This ain't got nothing really to do with black people. Okay, if this was about black people, they would have told us not to go there when Trayvon got killed, right? Mm-hmm. But this ain't got nothing to do with black people because he shut down the LGBT thing. He's going at taking um, shots at Disney because they're right. promoting the LGBT thing. And now they're um, pulling back on some of the things they were going to build in Florida, new Starship Galactica Hotel and all this billion-dollar mm-hmm. properties. And he's like, he don't care. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't costing nobody nothing but yourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, but still, he's not... He's not promoting this LGBT. You could come to work dressed like a man today and a woman tomorrow. You know, right. if someone sent me something today, even Beyonce, Beyonce's concert, she wants to have gender neutral bathrooms. Mm. So you, you're a father or something, mother, and you send your teenage daughter because she loves Beyonce. And these tickets are expensive, you know, and you said her and her girlfriends, all the parents come together, they put the money up, and you're like, she's going with her, her three, four girlfriends, they should be safe, we'll pick them up after the show outside right. and all this stuff. And, and here she goes there, and she has to pee, and then she goes into <laughs> a bathroom, and it's mixed. Yeah, nah. Okay? Not yeah. just, not just, so she's taking the, the gender off the bathroom completely, so this isn't just for transgenders. This means that it's not the, the co-ed bathrooms. Anyone not, and go all them people it? that's gonna be there, she gonna have thousands of people there. You don't, anybody can walk in the bathroom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So this is gonna lead to something tragic happening. And uh, like I read last last show with transhumanism, uh, what they say is oh the the mere fact that so many people are gonna be the fear of someone coming in and catching them raping someone in the bathroom is what will keep them from doing it. Well, I disagree, okay, because a sick pervert is going to take their opportunity, you know, when they get their opportunity. And right. um, I think that that's disgusting. But uh, MLK's daughter, her name is, um, and I'm trying to, Ber- Bernice King. Man, that's she's an old lady. Bernice King, um, <laughs> lawyer, minister and the youngest child of civil rights revolutionary Martin Luther King Jr. Boy, do they love Martin Luther King now that he's dead. Um, and they hated Monday, him when he was alive. I know. I know. I know. Um, but um, she, she's attacking him because the NAACP, who does nothing for black people. No. I, I can't recall them doing anything for black people since I've been alive. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe back in... Um, <laughs> You know, uh, when people were singing We Shall Overcome Days, they ain't do nothing for us in years. And it's a Jewish organization. Exactly. But they, oh, yeah, it started as the Niagara Group up in uh, up in Niagara Falls, really, where they started at. Um, but funded by Jews. I think the, the top award is called the Vanguard Award, named after the guy, one of the people that started it. You know, so, yeah, the... um. They they they're really pushing us not to do and I and I kept saying well when I did the reading last time is they're trying to use black people as their cover for all this, right? They're trying right. to constantly use us. So they're gonna tack this LGBT thing to us like 
we have the same type of marginalization. Like, we could get up in the morning tomorrow and not be black. You know, no, we don't have that option. They do. You know what I'm saying? It's a totally mm-hmm. different thing, you know? So, yeah, just be on the watch out for that. I'm going to Florida. I don't care what they say. So, um, what, like, when is they, now, mm-hmm. I had this my first to hearing this. So, what is they saying? Is it a certain time they don't want you to go? Or are they saying don't go to Florida at all? Well, they're putting a travel advisory on it. Um, it yeah, it just says um, lawyer, minister, and youngest civil uh, youngest child of civil rights revolution every Martin Luther King on Monday criticized Ted Cruz remarks about the NAACP's travel advisory for Florida, which argues the state is hostile to Black Americans. All right, what state isn't? You know what I'm saying? Um, Cruz called the advisory bizarre and utterly dishonest. And then it goes into Martin Luther King's career, um, you know, and then they go into um, DeSantis um, because he was against critical race theory and signed the Stop Woke Act restricting how schools and workplaces address race, gender, and sexual identity banned the advanced placement of African-American studies pilot program from running in schools and prohibited colleges and universities from spending public funds on on diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. Now, he did do all those things because what they did so slickly down there in Florida, the Democrats tacked LGBT to everything that was black. So the Mm -hmm. stuff that was generally meant for us He's not going to let the LGBT get it. So he's stopping us from getting it too. And it's like they keep trying to put it like he's totally against black people. Whereas I don't think he would have a problem with this stuff if they didn't. Very strategically, the Democrats put the LGBT thing right with the black thing. Because they're going to use us for their come up. You know what I'm saying? So that's how they did it. And they did that with the women's rights thing. So we got to wise up. You know, they keep doing the same mm-hmm. thing. And I think that every black person, uh, whatever you call Indian, brown, whatever, if you can afford it, make it your business to go to Florida. Yeah. You know, so, I remember they, they were the only state open. You say? They were the only state that stood up against um. Democrats with the COVID thing, you know right. they've been after them ever since then. You know, yeah. So, so um, we should go down there mm-hmm. and at least go take a vacation or spend a weekend if you can afford it. Go down there because that's our problem. We don't, we pl- we complain among ourselves, but we don't do any action. So they don't pay us no attention. Uh-huh. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. Next little article I got here, and I, this one I thought about you. It says, okay. emerging tech trends, the rise of GPT tools and contract analysis. Um, so this is coming from emerging tre- um, tech trends. Um, yeah, so over the past few months, the legal and the legal technology sector has experienced a veritable explosion of AI-powered contract analysis tools 
largely driven by advanced capabilities of AI models like ChatGPT and similar technology. The adaptive nature of the contract analysis software enables the continuous uh, enables it to continuously learn from newly added contracts such as non-disclosures, employment agreements, and other things. So the system then leverages this knowledge to evaluate user-submitted contracts, contrasting them to a wide variety of related documents stored in this database. I said, wow, so this is uh, when we did the show about Chat GPT and the jobs. I said, it's going to be hard to think, but lawyers going to be one of the jobs that it takes. So yeah. here's some of these um, companies that's coming out with it. Um, their stuff. You got Spellbook, huge company when it comes to law, um, and they have a contact a contract analysis tool built in, built on OpenAI's ChatGPT4, which works in Microsoft Word to it assists with contract review and suggesting contract terms and clauses. Then you have Lexis Plus AI and Lexis Nexus. This is the biggest of the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, LexisNexis recently announced the generative AI offspring, which utilizes multiple generative AI tools, including ChatGPT, Google Bard, and Microsoft Bing, depending on the circumstances. Contract analysis is one of its many cases, and with it, customers can draft documents guided to build guided by the built-in chatbot, and can change the language and tone with the simple prompt. Okay, so LexisNexis is in on it. Yeah. One is the legal library. The legal librarian job, that's over now because that's all LexisNexis. Right. That's what I, when I did legal library, that's all I did all day was LexisNexis. LexisNexis. Okay. Yeah, that's what we use. Like, yeah. Mm, I know that's what y'all use. Um, <laughs> they got legal on AI revised. Legal on another huge company. And I'm just waiting for the, they got five here. I'm going to go through them. I'm surprised GoFathom hasn't put one up yet. Um, What's but, the name um, of that one? Go what? This one is called Legal Legal on AI Revised. The, oh, oh, the one okay. I just named was called Go GoFathom. Okay. That's that's where all yeah, mostly every company I work with they use that. Um, okay. Except for the the stock exchange use something else, but um, mm-hmm. the Legal on AI is a GTP powered contract editing tool that allows users to correct contracts by flagging inaccuracies and risk in the contract. So this thing is not only reading the contract, it's telling you what things don't go together, exactly. what risk you may assume, you know. Next one is Lex- Lexion AI contract. It's a Lexion, another huge one. Um, fake LexisNexis, you know, competitor. Uh, AI-powered edition of the Lexion's Word plugin uses GPT 3.5 and assist customers in drafting and negotiating contracts. And the last one is Ironclad AI Assist. It helps users review, analyze contracts by identifying suggested revisions, and users can also highlight clauses for additional review and suggested changes. So Would a lot of... You say, say Ironclad. I um I R O N C L A D Ironclad. Okay. AI Assist. That's the name of it. And um all of these are um what's gonna replace lawyers. <laughs> I mean essentially first it's gonna be a legal librarian, a power legal. 
But what do you need the lawyer for if they got the um, 90% of their work is contracts? Yes. Yeah. You got to send their reading contracts, yes. finding inconsistencies in contracts. This does it for you. Yeah. So it's, um, it's pretty and, much and over this, for that for, gig. And for the people mm-hmm. that for the people that's been fighting these corporations here, this average Ike and Mike, the hardest part was, you know, we can read the contracts and, you know, under some couldn't understand, but we worked it out, but it was people had a problem writing these, you know, rebuttaling Mm -hmm. them, answering back. And so when AI came on the scene, they made it much easier for the average person uh, to mm-hmm. go after the corporation. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because all, every everybody uh, who's had a rebuttal is in their database. So when you say, hey, I need a rebuttal to this, they just pull up someone else's, change the word in yeah. a little bit. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's all right there. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, that's coming for the lawyer's um, job. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, this article here, expert warns AI and chat GPT could hit cars. Excuse me, let me let me do that again. Experts warn AI and chat GPT could hit kids like a freight train. And um, I keep talking about generation alpha, generation beta. Um, advancements in accessibility easy-to-use artificial intelligence like ChatGPT and BARD has so rap- uh, has been so rapid as the late experts believe the upcoming generation of children could be deeply affected. Jim Steyer, CEO of Common Sense Media, a nonprofit research and advocacy organization focused on children and families, told CNN that AI will trans- transform the way children are taught. Okay. Chat GPT, he said, and AI is coming down the tracks like a freight train. It's going to be huge, a huge issue in our kids' lives, Stoya told CNN. AI will transform education for, for children as it allows them to write essays and conduct research far more quickly than using the current search engine, he told the media outlet. He also advised that parents begin to become familiar and comfortable with ChatGPT and other AI platforms, much like the APA, which is the uh, American Psychiatric Association, um, just suggested parents to do for social media to be able to manage the usage in their kids' lives. Uh, and I keep saying we got to learn this because the kids is going to learn this, and they, this is something that you have no knowledge of. You know what I'm saying? Um, parents are really concerned that kids can cheat with it, could become more dependent on it as opposed to doing a lot of the work themselves. Sawyer so told NBA, I mean, CNN. Oh, I'm watching the NBA, but CNN. So we are uh, going to have to make sure that these major um, new AI platforms like ChatGPT come into massive use so there are clear rules that schools know how they're being used. So once again, important that we learn this now. Because um, I, I use it all the time now, the GTT. Uh, and, and just so you, I mean, if you got grandkids, you're going to be way behind. You know what I'm saying? You got to right. learn this to communicate with them. Um, so yeah. those articles I pulled up, 
I got a few more here. These here I thought were very important because they go in line with um, the transhumanism thing. Um, this one here, your DNA can now be pulled out of thin air. This is coming from activist posts. Your DNA can now be pulled out of thin air. DNA is the foundation of life. It is found throughout the environment. Because of shedding, humans leave a continuous trail of DNA that can be measured and sequenced. Let me stop there for a second. I ain't never heard of this shedding until COVID-19. Anyone who got COVID, they said they they were shedding and you had to stay away from them for days because they're shedding. And like, what is this? Okay. So well, we used to. Is that the same as you know when you get the, a cold or something, and if you sneezing and coughing around somebody, they end up getting it. A lot of times, the mothers, if their children is sick and she taking care of them, a lot of times she end up getting sick too. So that's to me, it was how I looked at shedding. Yeah, but remember with COVID, it was like after the person is not sick anymore, oh, you had to stay well, away from them for like six days. Oh, it was, boy. it was. If you remember, I, but either way, yeah. I said, man, this shredding. I never heard of it until COVID. But mm-hmm. um, genetic scientists either. have now, yeah, have now discovered how to easily sequence environmental DNA called eDNA. The implications to privacy and sanctuary are absolutely staggering. Police intelligence units are sal- salivating to get their hands on it, okay? And this is, um once again, from the activist post. Your DNA can be pulled out of their ear. They're calling it eDNA. I mean... <laughs> David Duffy, a wildlife geneticist at the University of Florida, just wanted a better way to trace disease and sea turtles. Then he started finding human DNA everywhere he looked. Over the last decade, wildlife researchers have refined the technique for recovering environmental DNA or eDNA, trace amounts of genetic material that all living things leave behind. A powerful and inexpensive tool for ecologists. eDNA is all over, floating in the air, lingering in water, snow, honey, and even in cups of tea. New DNA collecting techniques like catnip for law enforcement officials, say Aaron Murphy, a law professor at New York Institute, I mean, excuse me, New York University School of Law who specializes in the use of new tech, new technologies and criminal legal systems, the police have quickly embraced the unproven tool, like using DNA to create a probability-based sketch for a suspect. So just off of this DNA they're collecting in thin air, they can now make a sketch of a suspect. Okay? Just off of the DNA that you're shredding behind because um, you probably got exposed to this COVID. Now you're shredding something. Now you could um, do this. As proof of concept, in one of their experiments, the researchers scooped up a soda can-sized sample of water from a creek in St. Augustine, Florida. Then they fed the genetic material from the sample to a nanofore sequencer. 
which allowed the researchers to read longest sketches of DNA. So one they used cost about $1,000 is the size of a cigarette lighter plugged into a laptop like a flash drive. From the samples, the team covered much of the legitimate human DNA that they had anticipated. Um, they, in the, as knowledge expands about human genetics, analysts of even limited samples can reveal a wealth of information. The researchers recovered enough mitochondrial DNA passed directly from mother to child for thousands of generations to generate a snapshot of the genetic ancestry of the population of the area. Around the creek, which is roughly aligned with the racial makeup reported in the census data. One mitochondrial sample was complete enough to meet the requirements for the federal missing persons database. Okay, so they had found the DNA of a missing person come from that water in that creek. So um, they also found key mutations shown to carry higher risk of diabetes, cardiac issues, and several eye diseases. So um, that's pretty much telling y'all that those are black people. Technology focused on eDNA could be used for surveillance in certain kinds of people. For example, people with specific ancestral backgrounds or with particular medical conditions or disabilities. Um, so no longer do they need to swab us for DNA like they show us in those shows. Now, now they have environmental eDNA. They could just collect out of thin air, collecting the water samples around where you live and pretty much um, pinpoint if you're one of the people that live in that area. Um, the next one here, and once again, uh, Martine Wolflock was a geneticist, you know. Uh, this is all from coming from the human genome. MRI scans, this is another one from the activist post. MRI scans and AI technology really could be what we're thinking. The implications are terrifying. Once again, MRI scans and AI technology really could read what we are thinking. The implications are terrifying from the activist post. For the first time, researchers have managed to use GPT-1, not 2, not 3, not 3.54, chat GPT, chat GPT+, plus, just 1, to procure to the AI chatbot, chat GPT, to translate MRI imagery into text in an effort to understand what someone is thinking. This recent breakthrough allowed researchers at the University of Texas, Austin, not China, to read someone's thoughts as continuous flow text based on what they're listening to, imagining, or watching. It raises significant concerns of privacy, just like the eDNA did, right? From freedom of thought and even freedom to dream, Without interference, our lawyers are not equipped to deal with the widespread, widespread commercial use of mind-reading technology. Freedom of speech laws do not extend to the protection of freedom of thoughts. Participants in the Texas study were asked to listen to audiobooks for 16 hours while inside an MRI scanner. At the same time, the computer learned how to associate their brain activity 
with the MRIs, with, uh, to the MRIs with what they're listening to. Once trained, the decoder could generate text from someone's thoughts while listening to a new story or imagined story of their own. Here's an example of one subject listening to an audio book. The audio book read, I got up from the air mattress and pressed my face against the glass of the bedroom, bedroom window, expecting to see eyes staring back at me, but instead finding only darkness. Okay? So that's what the audio book was reading to someone. What the computer translated from that person's brain that heard that, I just continued to walk up to the window and open the glass. I stood on my toes and peered out. I didn't see anything. I looked up again and saw nothing. Um, that's pretty damn close. Um, that's I got up from the air matches, pressed my face up against the glass of the bedroom window, expecting to see eyes staring back at me, but instead finding only darkness. Contrasted to, I just continued to walk up to the window. I opened the glass, stood on my toes, peered out, and didn't see anything. I looked up again and saw nothing. Very close. Uh, future research may also speed up the training. While this took 16 hours to train a machine to read what someone was thinking in the current version, significantly, um, the, the newer version significantly decreased the time in the future. So, um, as you see, they have now technology that can read our minds using an MRI, mind you, um, but mind you, uh, all of these 5G boxes creates a radiation field, sort of like what you would have in an MRI, right? Okay, um, back to the article. Data privacy law currently does not consider thoughts as a form of data. We need new laws that prevent the emergence of thought crime, thought data breaches, and even one day perhaps the implantation and manipulation of thought. Going from reading thought to implanting it may take some time, but both require preemptive regulation and oversight. A world without regulation could become dystopian very quickly. Imagine a boss, teacher, or state official being able to invade your private thoughts, or even worse, being able to change or manipulate them. And once again, you guys can grab this article. Unbelievable. MRI scans and AI, tech and AI technology really could read what we're thinking, and implications could be terrible. Okay, and um, that was the articles I have for this week. The last thing I wanted to get into before we open the lines is um, I spoke to the family before about um, virtual reality and augmented reality and mixed reality. Virtual reality, like I said, is uh, something that covers your eyes. Uh, when you open your eyes, now you're seeing the, what the computer wants you to see, the screen. Uh, you're in a virtual world. You have no knowledge of what's happening outside of what's going on in that screen on your face. 
And an augmented reality is something like a pair of glasses or sunglasses that you would wear normally that has little messages that pop up that only you can see. It doesn't interfere with your real world interaction. For say you're going on vacation or something, and as you're walking around, the name of the places that you see, the monuments or whatever pop up right there. So, yo, that's such and such monument. Oh, that's, you know, so something like that. As you're walking down the street, um, you pass a McDonald's, a coupon pops up. Hey, if you come in right now, you get a free iced tea. If you buy a hamburger, you'll see it. It won't interfect, affect with your normal vision at all, right? So mm-hmm. that's augmented reality. And mixed reality is a version of both, a device that can blacken it itself and put you into a total virtual world and then lighten up, and then you can see the real world and it interface with it like augmented reality. So it's both virtual and mixed. The new reality they have is extended reality. And um, this is becoming very good, the extended reality. Um, The IEEE, that's the people that make all of the protocols for the internet and laptops and every other computer device. Now, this article came out laying the foundation for extended reality. IEEE is developing standards and forming initiatives for the metaverse. So this is back to the metaverse again. And um, the extended reality is where they're trying to bring the metaverse to now. It didn't work great as virtual reality, so now they want to make it extended reality. So I'm going to explain how extended reality works. Okay. Oh, also another article here. Uh, just to show you how the uh, extended reality is becoming a thing. Uh, this article, uh, extended reality in the car. BMW records its first successes. And this article goes into how BMW now wants to make their whole car cabin or their driverless, self-driving cars, uh, extended reality type experience. Uh, so, like I said, virtual reality oh, put those glasses what, on. Is that mm-hmm. what Tesla is using? Extended reality? The Tesla car? No, he, he's not using any. Because you guys like um, Mercedes is using augmented reality, right? Okay. If you're in a, like a, the new Mercedes, the, when you look at your windshield, in the windshield, you see the, the speed that you're going, uh, the little map and everything is in your windshield as you're driving, right? That, oh. That's a, that's the augmented reality there. Okay. Putting something in your real, it's not affecting, you can see through it, even though you could look at it and read the map, but you could also see through it and not hit the person standing there, you know what I'm saying? It's not oh. affecting your, your all right? Uh, virtual reality is when you cover your eyes and you don't see nothing but what's in what they're showing you on the screen. Then the reality is you put those virtual reality glasses on and they've mapped out the real world for you. So let's just say you're pretty much going out blind, but where there's steps, you know, um, you'll see steps so you won't fall. Um, And let's just say you want to make your world where um, all the cars are, 
you you want to you want to make your world the jungle, right? So as you walk <laughs> out your house, is all you see is grass on the ground, you know. But that's that's the ground, you know what I'm saying? If it's a piece of trash, it'll be like a a piece of doo doo or something. You're not gonna step on that. You gonna walk around it, right? Because you're <laughs> seeing big animal doo doo or whatever. You know where the cars are. You see um uh, uh hyenas and tigers and. You know, mm. no, not not cars, but you see those. You know, so okay. yeah, and they'll be running down the street. That's a car moving. You know what I'm saying? So you know when the course because the, the the hyenas and the lions aren't moving. Right? But you're living in a virtual world, but you're going through the real world in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So everything that's happening in the real world has been mapped out by the AI that's in the glasses. And they represent it by something that you created, um, if that makes sense. Uh, another yeah. way they're going to use this extended reality, right? They're mapping out historical sites all throughout the world. So now you put this extended reality on, and now you'll be able to go to that site and walk up in it and t- touch things. And, you know, it'll, it'll look like the right size, even though you're, you know, you're, you're in your living room. But... It'll be able to take real things and put it into the virtual world so you can experience the real world virtually, you know. So um, I'm going to get more into this maybe, and I was going to do a a little bit of a show on it. Um, But once again, y'all can see how it looks. It looks crazy. I mean, um, one is laying out the foundation for extended reality, I-E-E-E is developing standards and forming initiatives for the metaverse. And uh, what they're saying is in order for the metaverse to work now, it needs this technology, and they're all behind it to the point where IEEE is um, actually making standards for it now um, to make it better. So that way uh, Facebook can't just mess it up. You know, this is the experts now taking over. And um, extended reality in the car, BMW records first successes. And you can see how that looks in their cabin. And once again, this is for when the cars drive themselves. You're not driving, but while you're riding down the road, you're seeing things that you might want to be riding out of space. So you're riding past Jupiter instead of the mountain. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It looks like you're out of space, but you're in the car moving, you know. But if you, you have the total feeling that you're in a spaceship, or as you're going down a hill, now you're in a roller coaster. It makes it look like you're dropping, you know, like that type of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I also yeah. noticed that, just like I know, like the the BMWs, they got so they got that same technology, but they also had like the the cameras all the way around the car. You could see all the way around and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, now that theater they're trying to be like Tesla. That That's how he does his cars with the cameras all the way around it. Right. Um, and um, you can see the whole car from the inside of the car. You're looking at the whole outside of the car. And he uses those cameras to navigate the car. Um, you know, so instead of using radar and LIDAR, which are expensive, like what everyone else is using, he just uses cameras 
and they map out a 3D image of the what they're about to pass. So now he came out this week and he said that um he's putting out his own AI um um to compete with ChatGPT because he's pissed with them and everything. Mm-hmm. But he said that his is so much better than everyone else's. It's not comparable. And he says, this is what I use in my cars. How do you think we know what's coming next? Like, in order for you to have self-driving technology, you have to have generative AI because you have to predict the next curve, the next turn, the next what the car in front of you might be able to do by, you know, it did a little drift to the side. Maybe it's turning. Maybe that person's drunk. So all of those things, he says, so once he puts this into his, into a, a platform, he says, it won't be anyone that can compete with his. He said his has learned so much from the cars that it, it pretty much can predict what someone's going to do while they're driving. So, of course, it's going to predict what you're going to say next. You know, so yeah, his is um. I'll send you the article. He he said this in an interview he did on CBS this week, okay. um, where he also said uh, he doesn't care about any sanctions. He's gonna say what he want to say, you know, and, and pay whatever fines come. He don't care, but they're not gonna shut him up, you know. Okay. Yeah. Mhm. And this is the the very last one here, Bev. Microsoft claims new AI shows sign of human reasoning. And once again, this goes toward singularity, right? Being able to think on its own. Okay, so they gave the AI a puzzle. They said, here we have a book, nine eggs, a laptop, a bottle, and a nail. They asked it, please tell us how can you stack them onto each other in a stable manner? So the AI started spinning around to think about it. And it said, place the laptop on top of the eggs with the screen facing down and the keyboard facing up. The laptop will fit snugly within the boundaries of the book and the eggs because it's on the flat side of the rigid surface. Will, I mean, it's on this flat side, and its rigid surface will provide stable platform for the next label, the next layer. The clever um, suggestion made the researchers wonder whether they are witnessing a new kind of intelligence. In March, they published a 155-page research paper arguing that the system will step into an artificial general intelligence, AGI, which means it's thinking on its own. Uh, which is shorthand for the, the computer brain being able to do what the human brain can do. So this thing realized that the laptop is curved on one side because, you know, it's flat on the bottom, so it can stay flat on a table. And on the other side, it you generally has a, a slide, a slope. So you put the eggs in rows of threes down on the table, three rows of threes, and then put the flat side of the laptop very lightly down on those eggs, which stable and they won't break. And then you could put the book on top of the slope side of the laptop because it won't slide all the way down. And then put the nail behind the book so it's held up. I mean, this was pretty 
ingenious, they're thinking. So they published this 155-page paper called Sparks of Artificial General Intelligence, Early Experiments with GPT-4. So uh, everyone can get that. It's on PDF version online. If you're interested, they gave it a whole bunch of um, different scenarios. And um, maybe in the future I could go through some of these because uh, I didn't have a chance to highlight anything in this. But, now, um, say that can, again. Uh, Tuck, what is this called? Spark or what? It's called, uh, it's, it's published by Microsoft. It's called Sparks of Artificial General Intelligence. Early Experiments with GPT-4. And it's a 155-page report, very detailed, all the questions they asked it, how it answered it, and how, why they think that this answer means that it's showing sparks of thinking on its own. And um, hundreds of different scenarios they put it through, and they break it down in detail in that report. Uh, so everyone could get that. It's on, um, you know, Google it, and you could download the PDF version. And like I said, it's 155 pages, so it's pretty thick. I'm going to go through it hopefully this week at some time, and I'll pull some scenarios out to show that this thing is really thinking on its own. Because that was pretty clever. You know, a lot of humans would have messed that up. They would have been trying to put the eggs on top. You know what I'm saying? And all that stuff. But he realized that the eggs won't break if you place it there gently. You know, they got to take the weight. Heck, the mother bird sits on them. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. But that was all the articles I had this week, Bev. Like I said, we could do an open or round table, round table format. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The phone number here is three two three six four two one five eight six. Push the number one if you like to join the mound table. If you have a question or you have a a, a comment. All right. Uh seven seven three. Good evening. Good evening. You're, you're What's live. Up, Peace, brother. How are you, man? Good. <laughs> wow. Man. Yeah. Yep. Um, that story you talk about with DeSantis, that's interesting because now the governor here, uh, Bill Lee in Tennessee, he's a Republican also. And so he's catching a lot of flack. He's been catching a lot of flack in terms of um, his stances on the abortion thing and the gun laws and everything. But see, the thing, what's interesting, like I said, I'm just trying to learn how things are set up here because, like I've been saying before, Tennessee is the polar opposite of Illinois. So now the major cities here are... Uh, it's Nashville, Memphis, and then Chattanooga, all Democratic strongholds, but which doesn't mean anything because the state reps, as far as the whole state, they're all Republican. And um, during the COVID lockdown, so this is before I got down here, um, Memphis had did the same thing in terms of shutting down all the businesses and restaurants and everything. 
But now compared to Chicago, they didn't. Their stuff didn't stay closed as long as it did up there. I think down here it was only maybe a couple months of that because all the business owners got together and it was like, look, you killing the economy because here their economy is based off of tourism and the restaurants and everything and hospitality. And now what they're doing with the, the sporting events and stuff like that, they're trying to generate new means of revenue. And so that thing with Florida it's it's not you know it's not going to work because if that's the case if they were really serious about boycotting Florida okay um you've been following you know, well the NBA whatever so it looks like you know Miami and Denver's going going to the NBA finals if you were serious about boycotting Miami and state of Florida shut down the NBA finals don't go to the games or anything which they're not going to do and. Watch what's going to happen in about a week and a half. June is so-called Pride Month. And then within that Pride Month, you got Juneteenth. And so just like what you said earlier, they're going to be they, – it's got to a point where now the whatever history was left with several rights movements, it's being transformed into diversity, equity, inclusion. That's the new civil rights attaching it with the whole black history piece. And um, as long as people sit on their ass and don't say anything, this agenda and stuff like that is going to be, continue to be pushed on. Um, the article I had put on the link earlier about the, uh, is a theater up in Chicago. They're doing the show about um, a comedy skit about, abortion and stuff. But now if you go back and read the article, it's through what you call it, a queer lens. And so once again, the bigger picture of what we're talking about is transhumanism, which you were saying earlier, with this LGBTQ stuff, um, the gay stuff, the abortions. It's really, we're really dealing with um, eugenics here. And then we can't forget about all the people who took them shots, too, still dying. And me personally, I don't see anything of that, those deaths and stuff stopping. But the thing is, the mainstream media is, co- is covering all that up, you know. Um, but, well, I don't know, Thomas, I don't know if you got a chance to read the article. Um, over the past weekend... Well, this didn't happen in Chicago. What happened in the suburb of Chicago, you had about another group of teens. It was about 400. Went through uh, this little suburb called Timley Park and was beating up people and stopping on cars and everything. And they had to send the police out there to try to break it up. And I think one one police officer ended up getting sent to the hospital or something like that. And from what I read, it was something that started off of Facebook social media and uh yo remember a few years ago derek they was having them flash mobs that's what it was exactly yes yes exactly and that's what you're seeing with the teenagers right because they're getting told yo we all gonna meet up here and when they all meet up there you know it's like they just wow out you know they they all meet up at a gas station and just go in there and steal everything and, and walk out you know like 
that's all coming from social media, like you just said, yeah. Right, and this was a carnival. This was an armed forces uh, carnival. They had to shut the carnival down. And what's interesting about Tintley Park, that was an area that was majority white at one point. Now, um, from what I saw, so it's turning, it's turning, it's turning black. And um, yeah, that, that that wasn't good, huh? Soon to be Mexican. So that's where they're gonna probably put all them um, people. Yeah, at. but you see, um, the focus, the focus of the young people should be to stop that. You know what I'm saying? They they rather go and just wild out and have some fun, but well, like their parents is out here raising hell. Right. It, but bro, I'm glad you said that because that brings me back to here in Memphis now. All the stuff that's going on here, you just hit it right on the head. A lot of the business owners and pastors stuff I talked to here, they were saying that it's some stuff they need the young the young people to get involved in like with the it's a little housing crisis here because the prices of housing and real estate is going up. And, like, right now, they're building more housing, but it's like a lot of the people, the, the average person who's working a nine-to-five job can't afford the mortgage, they can't afford the rent. And what they were, a lot of the elders here were saying was, like, okay, we need the young people now to go out here and start doing the community work and start, you know, raising awareness about the stuff, but, they're saying they're too busy sitting in the house on the internet and YouTube all day talking about that manosphere bullshit and passport brothers streaming all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, so one more thing. Is anybody organized to reach out to the young people? I mean, they they are. I mean, they're little sectors that are organized to reach out to people, but the thing is that people are doing it. They're at the age now where they can't do it anymore. They're looking for young people to step in and take their place. And, I, and Bab, I'm glad you asked me that question. That brings me to John Moran. Um, a lot of the non-for-profit organizations here and the pastors and a lot of parents, they're in his ass right now because of um, that little – incident with with the gun on, on social media and the thing is it's kind of like a, a mixed argument you know depending on who you talk to because well he should have a right that's not right for him to be picked on because you know you in a red state you got a uh, you got a right to carry a gun that's not the issue the, the issue is he got caught flashing on su- social media again i mean from the aspect, yeah, in Tennessee, yeah, you don't have to have a permit or anything to carry a gun here, but you do in Illinois. The point being, he got caught on it. But the problem is with the parents and the and the church, the, the uh, religious leaders are having with that, well, you you like the star here for the Grizzlies, you're supposed to be a role model. And then, you know, and it's already an issue here with the shootings and the, a lot of children getting killed. There's so many stories about kids getting stuff in here, getting killed. I can't even keep up with it no more. And so they're upset with him because, look, it's kind of like you promoting gun violence, and it's so much gun violence up here, we can't keep up with it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, well, I think that um, they're overreacting with the whole Mm -hmm. thing. I do think that he is a role model, so it, he got to he got to wear it because 
It's like anybody with a job. Your job tell you don't do that. You go do it. Right. They got they gonna punish you, and you got a type of job where, hey, four seven, you you on the clock, bro. They pay you thirty million dollars a year. You know what I'm saying? You right. on the clock twenty four seven. So, um, I think that the instant, he's gonna get suspended. I think that it should be about twenty five games. Um, uh, but they. What I don't like but is see, that the, the problem the, is now I don't know if y'all know this not now quiet is kept him and his family got into some been getting into some more stuff here that the mainstream news ain't really been talking about. It's about two or three other yeah. incidents that he he done did some stuff. Him and his family was involved and people don't know about. So if the NBA mm-hmm. knows about this, I think he gonna get suspended more than twenty five games. Yeah, I think they're looking at 41 games, um, and I heard 50. I heard the whole season. Yeah. Um, and and um, everyone kept saying, oh, David Stern was here. And David Stern didn't suspend Allen Iverson. Right. He didn't suspend Michael Jordan for gambling. Right. He didn't none of them. So what, what it is to me is they want to make an example out of him. And the, the NBA – are very liberal, and they're with this uh, Second Amendment thing, taking the gun rights and all that stuff. They, they also remember they had the players wearing Black Lives Matter, you know, wearing black in the bubble. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, all ESG, all ESG related, right? All right. Environmental social, social governance, yes. Exactly. So they're going to make an example out of him, and uh, he's going to get suspended, but it's his fault because you know better, right? And your friend sitting there filming it, his he don't need to be your friend anymore. Like your, your friends ain't your friends, bro. Because right. you're a star player, and we all know from the hood, you you don't you know you see that the, the star guy, the guy who got some potential doing something, you gonna pull him to the side like, bro, nah, man, don't don't do this. You know what I'm saying? Because you you bugging right now. Why do you? So yeah, um, and. and they reward the kids his age who do the same thing. They like a uh, NBA young boy or little Dirk, all twenty three about his age. They got their little gun. He's he's imitating them in their video. Yeah. That's what they do. You know, they 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 got to the part where they pull out the strap and then they pose with it, and he's imitating them. He's even trying to sign NBA young boy for some reason. Please don't leave them hip hop dudes alone. You know what I'm saying? You got NBA money, but that that's but and, a person like the rapper will get rewarded. How old is this, how old is this guy y'all talking about? Just turned twenty three. Well, he's still you know he's still got that young mindset. Everybody that's he's a baby. Yeah, he's still in that teenage mindset. He got to grow up some more. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like. When did he grow up, man? You was uh, 18, 19, you got drafted. You got right. a few million dollars put in your bank account. You know what I'm saying? You go to a city like Memphis, yeah, Southern Hospitality, everyone's showing you love. You can get away with anything because you're the star of the team. So he needs a yep. reality check, right? Send him to Chicago, New York, L.A. Or he, even Houston. Give him a reality check. 
Because your feelings are not going to be. He needs somebody to sit down and explain how, how things really are. Yeah, there's too many people doing that. He just needs to be thrown into a situation. His family going to come to New York. They will, not, they will not be in Foot Locker in New York while and out. Guaranteed. Okay? Right. All the mall. <laughs> Or, or, or after Indiana game, point laser beams at the Indiana Pacers and shit you, like you that. Ain't doing none of that, none of that here, none of that, none of that. Cause somebody will shoot back at you. Let, you know, uh-huh. are you? Yes. Bev, I got a question for you. This okay. is still dealing with the topic. Uh, Jalen Rose, does that name sound familiar to you? Yeah, is he a basketball player? Oh, I'm a basketball player. He's from Detroit. He played at the University of Michigan. Okay. Now, he sat yeah. down He sat down with y'all, did an interview, asked us some questions or whatever. Okay. And um, he tried to talk some sense to him, but the, the, it, it, obviously it didn't work. Okay. They did a national interview on ESPN, owned by Disney, owned by BlackRock, ironically. And um, it just seems like it went, went, went through one ear and out the other. And it probably did. Uh, let let me bring somebody else to the mound table. Seven two seven. Yeah, yeah, that's me, uh, Delvon Anderson. Okay. Okay. Yeah. About the critical race theory question. When is it all right to let the public school system teach non-white children their history? Say that again. Say say that again. I said, I said, when is it all right to let the public school system teach non-white children their history concerning the critical race theory that's going on here in Florida? I'm from Florida. I'm here in Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and, what and has, for uh... an example, what are they teaching? You know, I keep hearing the critical race what are they teaching uh, as far as that is? Can you give us an example? Well, uh, you know, I'm a I'm an educator, but I haven't taught school in about over close to 20 years because I just got out of education. It wasn't for me. But okay. um, what I understand about the critical race theory is they're taking out all of the hurtful points of history that affect white people. Meaning, you know, if, if uh, Martin Luther King was marching and he was beat up in the streets and dogs were sick on him by the wild white police, they'll take that out because they don't want to look bad because well, of Well, see, they're doing that in Illinois, too. I just moved from Chicago from here to Tennessee about a month and a half ago. They're doing the same thing in Illinois. Right. Okay. Whose job, so, who so, job is it to teach um, your kids it, black history? Exactly. It's the parents. The parents. So, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Now, my whole life, wait, let me finish. My whole life, go ahead. the school system has taught black history, the white school system. We, we, they would decorate the whole school, Marcus Garvey and Frederick Douglass and all that stuff, right? And they would give us their version of our history. Mm-hmm. And it took right. uh, adults, black people, to pull you to the side. And say, listen, this is what really happened. So back to your question, it always has been the white people that have been in the school system teaching black history. It's up to the parents to teach the truth. 
You know, if you don't do that yourself, you can't expect them to do it, but you got to send your kids to school or homeschool if you can. So, uh, in, in the wake of Florida, the parents have to teach their kids true history. The problem in That's Florida right. is most of the black people, not most, but a huge percentage of the black people are not from here. And that's why that's right. all of this stuff flies there. It right. wouldn't fly in New York. It wouldn't fly in Chicago all the way where they're not going to teach nothing about black. No. But in Florida, you got a bunch of people from the Bahamas, Haiti, Jamaica, Trinidad, and then Spanish-speaking black people who don't identify as black at all. They they don't care about learning our history. Right. Now, see, I was born here in Florida, Okay. And I'm 47 years old, and, and basically all my life, you know, I've been taught black history, but it didn't touch me until I read the ISIS papers, and I read the forward to the ISIS papers, and um, Francis Cress Wilson said, before you even read this book, read the book Racial Matters, the FBI's secret file on black America from 1960 to 1972 by Kenneth O'Reilly. Okay, so I got that book, and come to find out, it's a white man that wrote the book. So I said, okay, fine, let me read the book and see what Francis Cress Wilson and Kenneth O'Reilly are talking about. And I learned more in that book about black history than I ever learned in church, in in school, or from anybody I knew, from a white man. Exactly. Now, what I like about the removing critical race theory is the way that they teach history now, it, it does give you the harsh points about what happened to black people, right? They show the people getting holes down. But they also teach you that white people are ignorant to all of this. Like, they didn't, like somehow they didn't know what they was doing. Like, you know, this was just a small group of them doing this. You know what I'm saying? To so take the credibility away from everybody else who allowed it to happen, you understand? And they give you a whitewashed version of it anyway. So take that away. Take away the apologists. For, take away the the fact that they can um, somehow find a way out of taking accountability for what they did and are still doing. You know, and that's what critical race theory does. Even though it does take out the harsh points, you do have to teach your kids. But it gives them a um, when you confront them with the truth, they won't have any outs. You know, because it teaches them a whole bunch of excuses. That's, that's a whole right. bunch of talking points that they could talk around what happened to us. They won't that's learn right. that anymore. That's right. Now, I, I believe that we need to teach our own children our own history, and that's where it stops because Spanish people don't require the school system to teach their children Spanish, and Jewish people don't require the school system to teach their children their culture. So why are we uh, upset that the school system don't want to teach black history or, or whatever? It doesn't matter to me because black history, I am black history. So I can tell my story, and that's history. See? So that, that's, my, that's one of my points. And then I got another point. We already hit that one. And I want to say DeSantis kept the state open during COVID. I live in Tampa. He signed a legislation that prohibited drag shows and display of sexual suggested activity to display to minors. So mm-hmm. that's when the NAACP stood up and started talking their noise 
you know, which exactly. I, I, I really don't look at NAACP as being anything. So parents can teach their children what they want at home. If this agenda is so important, question, a girl in California was called a bigot for not wanting to learn about same-sex practices. You can Google that. Okay, the teacher called the girl a bigot. Okay, we we don't we don't know the people pushing this agenda. I, I, what I'm saying is, why don't the people pushing this agenda create a curriculum that addresses their concerns? Teach the class in school, let students choose to take it, and if they fail, give the students an F, and if they pass, give them a passing grade and be done with it. You know why they're trying to force this on? Little babies, you know, I talk, uh, a listener, Robert X, he talking about the World Health Organization trying to push masturbation on infants, yes, toddlers. that's true. You know? Yeah. Right. So they dipping way down to infants and toddlers, trying to force this on from infants and toddlers to senior citizens. They're trying to force it on everybody. You know, so that's my concern. They, Go ahead. What Go they want to do ahead. is they want to normalize it. So mm-hmm. by the time that the little kids are um, of age, this this is normal behavior for them. So they're not gonna fight back. They're not gonna have any complaints about it. They're not gonna have any um see it as something that is odd or because it's been like that their whole life and they've been indoctrinated through schools to accept it. Uh, like today you had a a race, little girls were racing. One of the little girls was a little boy. The, I think the little boy came in second. But the top I think three that spots, was in California, yeah. Yeah, in California. The top three spots get to make it to the state finals. So the little girl who came in fourth, who would have been third if there was all little girls there, she's standing there with her thumbs down in the picture. You know, and um, of course, everyone's calling her a bigot. She, she was supposed to get that spot. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... That that that's part of the talking points. I said that when I did the reading uh, a couple of weeks ago from uh, the trans transhuman transgender to transhumanism. That um, one of the talking points was anyone who disagrees, you call them a bigot. Uh, don't let people use the word it to describe transgender. It was a whole set section on how they're going to fight back against it. And of course, no one wants to be called a bigot because that means that you're racist, right? So you know, you can right. lose your job for being a bigot. So, you know, very very strategic how they doing it, man. And this is all yeah. to get let white men let, let let white men have more privileges than they already got. Because that's really the wins right. in all this. It's, that's yeah. right. That's right. So it be lawful to be a pedophilia. So they trying to make it lawful that you could be a pedophilia. So that's right. And if I can add on, you know, why are they, why don't they pre, uh, create a whole different, um, what's the word, league for for these people who were born men or boys and want to, uh, you know, compete against against girls? Why don't they compete against other boys that want to be girls? See, they they got a women's league, they got a men's league. Let's create a transvestite league and let them play by themselves. What's wrong with that? Because but I'm not pushing back. I'm not pushing back I, on trans. I'm no, no, I'm saying this. Like, if they go ahead, if they born a man and you can't make the NBA, then sit your ass at home like the other 
less than only 400 people could play NBA at a time. You can't right. be one of them 400 people and sit your ass at home and watch it like everybody else. You don't go and try to play in the WNBA because you uh, can't uh, make ball the NBA. with Dwight Howard and play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But my no, thing I, I, is, I know exactly what you're saying. My thing is we don't like the way that these that they are doing things. But what are we doing? You know, we got to come up with something to address this, you know. They're going to do what they're going to do, and, and we have to push back. Well, we I'm, proposing, I'm proposing these ideas, you know. Why don't right. they create a curriculum? Why don't they create their own schools, you know? Why don't they put – because other people create their own schools here in Tampa. We got right. uh, Patel School. And it was by an Indian doctor, and it's his private school. We got Muslim schools. We got um, all kind of private schools. Why can't they create their own private school, you know, so that they can teach and, and operate how they want to operate within their own capacity? You know, it, it's almost like they want to come in our house and change our house up to how they want it to be. And, and that's, see, that's, that's what I want to say on that. That's the thing, brother, because, see, I'm in, I'm in Tennessee also, and you notice that now the governor here had, had passed a similar bill than what you were talking about, what DeSantis did with the uh, limitations of drag shows. And it seems like now they're attacking any governor or lawmaker that passes a bill that goes against their agenda, they get attacked. They get called racist, just like um, – them, them dumbass. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm mad now. Them damn dumbasses in Chicago. Trump has been out of office for over two years, but you're still blaming him for all the stuff that's going on in Chicago. And Lori Lightfoot blank him, the Republicans, for her losing the race. Chicago <laughs> ain't had no Republican mayor in over ninety some years, all and right. people still going for that dumb shit. Yeah. Yep. We gotta wake yep. up, y'all. We yeah. gotta wake up. You're right. You're right. We gotta speak You're up. Right. We gotta speak up. We, right. We, we, speak. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You wake yeah. up, stand up, speak up. You right, Beth. Yeah. Right. So I, my, I, I'm gonna make this short because I want to talk about the NAACP now. And 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 when is the last time a non-white person referred to themselves as being colored? That's what I want to know. That's the trick the, bag. See, once they get us to yeah. be colored. That they can include everybody else, including the rainbow people, and our damn thing. So that's the color. That's yellow. That's brown. That and that's what they trying to do with the reparations thing is make it for people of color instead of for black people. And that's the pushback right. that you see, uh, brother Tyreek Nashi giving them. Like, nah, uh-uh. you how you gonna give people who wasn't here our reparations? They wasn't even here for slavery and stuff. Right. How do how how are they getting um put into our claim for reparation? That's why you came up with the foundational Black American thing to differentiate the people who are always here from people who are now saying, yeah, we all do to get reparations, and they just got off a plane from Africa two years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. no, you don't yeah. get no no reparations. You know what I'm saying? That was the people who put us in the slave trade, according to y'all. You know, so right. that's the way that um. That, that that this whole thing is going. So I never liked that. It was a time when I think we, we called ourselves colored folks, um, but it wasn't no other people here but black and white. Now it's a whole black lot of colors right. here. 
Yeah, yeah. so it, it, after that, we became Negro. And I don't know why we went away from Negro. I think maybe because it sounded too close to nigger or whatever. Yeah. So then we just went with um, black, which I don't mind yeah. Negro. I don't mind black. Only problem I have with black is the definition is terrible. Like, why would we accept a name that means that we're criminals, that we calamitous and all that? Yep. So, but I don't like African American because now that puts all the people from Africa, that gives them claims to whatever we get. Nah. Right. They don't even like us. You know what I'm saying? I live around the country and they don't like us. Yeah, a lot of them don't. Okay. But, uh, and, and, go ahead. Go ahead, Paula. Go ahead. No, I, I no to prove my point about the NAACP, I want to make say these two things, okay? In Polk County, Florida, there's a it's a county right next to where I live in Hillsborough County, Polk County, Florida, in, in a city called Lakeland, a non-white man was shot 67 times by the sheriff's office, okay? Wow. And and when they asked the sheriff, why did Bay News Nine, the news station? I remember this. Ask the sheriff, why did you shoot him that many times? You know what he said? Because we ran out of bullets. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was Sheriff Grady Judd. And where was the NAACP? Wow. See? That's okay. why. We, and, go yeah. ahead. That's why we got to have our own organization. We already know the NAACP is not for us, so why we keep relying on them? But I mean, we we look for them to do something, and they're not going to do anything. So we I know they're not going to do anything. Yeah. I know they're not going to do anything. It's just... This last time they came out and said, because I live in Florida. Okay. And they, mm-hmm. they're saying, telling people, oh, don't come to Florida, which is not going to work because we're on the East Coast. We got more beaches than any other state besides California. So if you want to come in and, and, and put your feet in the sand, this is the place to come, okay? So, so I don't think that's going to work. It ain't going to work, you know, like mm-hmm. y'all said. Now, yeah, when they were like, down Illinois, a lot of people left left mm-hmm. Illinois to move to Florida just just for for the simple fact of the lockdowns and uh, all the businesses and stuff they lost and everything and the taxes. Shit, Florida is a fleet, fleet New state. York, yeah. Illinois, New York, Detroit. They they hear from all over California. They hear from yeah. all over. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Always remember this, man. That. California got more beaches, but they got cold water. Y'all got warm water right. in y'all beaches, you know what I'm saying? That's, that shit cold over there, bro. That's cold water, man. <laughs> let, let me let me let somebody else at the table. Uh, 626. Oprah is one of the producers. Oprah is one of the producers. 626. She's singing. She's singing. She's rapping. Okay. Oh, okay, well, we'll come back to her. Is she talking to us or talking to someone else? Yeah, she's talking to somebody. She was, okay. she, she was singing a song. Okay, let's go to the, <laughs> to the general. Let's go to the general. General, you... General you, West. Hey, hey, Yehudu, fam. Hey, man, y'all got the future map for the... Yeah, look at the future map for the United States, man. Florida going to be flooded out. New York building is dropping now. 
All right? So y'all got about like 10, 15 years. Florida going to be flooded. New York, uh, what dairy cat going to be flooded. Uh, uh, Louisiana, look at the water table rising. So all that shit y'all talking, look at the map, man. Future map. New York gone. So where I'm at, right here in Atlanta going to be the damn where the beach coming at, man. Well, that's future. But uh, let's stick to uh, 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 the subject at hand. Hey, what, Wes, you believe in climate change, yes. brother? No, I believe in the sea rising water, man. The water rising. Okay. Look at New York. I just saw something in New York. The building sinking, man. One to two millimeters a year, bro. In New York. Where you at? Yeah, that that been that's, going on. That that's been going on. Well, look at Florida, man. They pumping out water yeah, down there in Miami. They pumping out water, man. I grew up down there in South Florida. Florida, Florida fucked up, man. I was left with jail coming there, man. In 1999. <laughs> okay, I got out of there. I yeah. see it coming, man. Jim, yeah, Jeff was the place, place. And plus, in Florida, man, they got them pythons with Andrew Hitt down there uh, in Homestead, Florida, right where they got next to the Metro Zoo. They had a laboratory where they would breed snakes and stuff, right? And so when that hurricane hit, tore up Metro Zoo and Homestead, all them snakes and crocodiles from Africa got loose, man, in the Everglades. So Florida, <laughs> hey, the pythons ain't no joke. But get back to the subject of hand, man. Sister Bill and uh, uh, Tut Lowe's and the rest of y'all, would y'all ride in a driverless car? Because in Atlanta Airport, they got them driverless little trains, man, with like 30 people. Would y'all ride in a driverless car, no driver, you sitting in the back seat, and the third wheel moving, and the brake pedals and gas pedals moving while you playing with your phone? Would y'all ride in a driverless car today? Y'all hear me? I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Okay, that's one for yes. That's up, Mo. Yeah, y'all have got a lot, a lot of bump. Y'all gone well, a minute ago. Now y'all done got quiet, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you you driving a car. What happened? Would you ride in a driverless car, man? No driver. Oh, hell no. No, no. I can't wait to drive in one. You crazy? No. Mm-mm. Not me. You go, you go be in the back seat while the car rides itself, man. You put your uh, your directions in, your coordinates in where you going, and right. you sit back in the back sit back, seat. Sit back, kick my feet yeah. up. Shit, I yeah. can't wait. And you know it's a computer, and and it can be hacked. Mm-hmm. But the cars we driving now, so right, then they can be hacked. Yeah, that's box seven. Yep, that's called box seven, Sister Bill. That's called box seven. That's what happened to Tiger Woods when his car got hacked and went over the uh, cliff and mm-hmm. that hand hacked later. Okay, so that, and, and John Morant, they, they got that weapon, that mosquito weapon, why anybody under 25 can hit. So anybody under 25, they put that mosquito, hit them in the head with that bop gun and tell them what to do. All right, now, Thomas, now me and you talked about this, bro. I, I want to get me one. Do you say to meet and she was end up talking to somebody chat GPT, right? Isn't that what you said a couple of weeks ago? Remember that? Yeah, it was a it was a GPT bot that called into his show and, and tried to do. Yeah. I sent it to y'all. I sent it to you. Yeah. Yeah, I heard yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So what? I, me and you talked about this, man. I want to get my uh, one that talk like me, and well, I ain't got to do no talking. So, Sister Bev, in the future, you gonna go to the general. <laughs> And they're going to be Western Chat GPT talking to y'all. I ain't going to tell y'all when, man, but I'm getting it set up. 
Okay, as long as you, long as you program it, General. As long as you program it, I'm okay with it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to call in like Yehudu. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> I'll let y'all go ahead, man. That's my future reference, man. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Oh, I, yeah, can't but I, think, uh, I think that uh, driving cars is extremely dangerous. A lot of people every year die from car crashes. The cars all yeah. drove themselves. There won't be any crashes. So I think it's a great idea. That's just how I look at it. But I'll take that for me. I don't drive. So this is perfect for me. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I look at it. Yeah, so, and some look- people lo- love it and some don't. So, it's, you know, who want to do it, do it. Who don't, don't. But it's just like like down here, um, I think it's like only one Tesla dealership. And talk to the majority of people down here, they don't want to mess with those electric cars. But they're supposed to be building a, um, I forgot the name of the little city. There's Ford that purchased some land, and unfortunately some black farmers are about to get displaced too because uh, they invict um, eminent domain. So Ford, it's called Blue Oval City. And that's supposed to be a new uh, four plant where they're supposed to be building the electric uh, trucks and stuff. So, you know, they, like I said, they did that. Tennessee's trying to do any way, put, put any plan in place they can to get some uh, extra revenue in. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't like the technology they're using, though, in their trucks for it. So, I don't know, man. It's, that those batteries are gonna catch a lot of fires, and they're mm-hmm. gonna um they take forever to charge. Now, when I was in uh the D.C. area, right, because I went down there for my daughter's graduation last week, and right. that I've never seen so many Teslas. I mean, in charging stations everywhere, it was all mm-hmm. set up. I mean, everywhere. But we were in like um we were in a part of Maryland called Bethesda. And it was a very, like, um, upscale white suburb of D.C. Um, but mm-hmm. every city, like, but they had, um, I swear, every other car was a Tesla in D.C., man. We passed, we in a cab like that. It's like back to back to back. I've never seen that. Like, you know, I see yeah. a few in New York here and there. Um, but it's, a, it's, it's enough that when you see it, it stands out there. They don't even stand out. They're just everywhere, you know. So I said, wow. Now, that's the young people now. People that's over 40, people over 35, they probably don't like that whole electric car concept. Uh, but you got to think, people who were born and all they've ever had in their life was a cell phone, they're used to charging stuff. You know what I'm saying? The most, the most important thing in their life, the phone, is something that they have to sit back and charge at least two, three times a day. So um, charging more, cars right. is really nothing for them. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that it's a mindset. Now, a lot of people say, oh, this limited us and gas this. And I keep saying, yo, these people do not do competition. Once they create mm-hmm. an industry, they shut down the competition. They're the ultimate mobsters. You're going to be mm-hmm. paying $20 a gallon once they get enough electric cars out here, they will not have any competition for their electric car. 
it will be a no-no, especially since China is failing so drastically. And their their electric car come from, even though it's much much larger market, um, their cars are, are terrible, man. A lot of their companies are going belly up, Neo and uh, Xping and um, Lee Auto and all that stuff that was supposed to replace Ford and General Motors and Chrysler. Those, all those companies are doing really bad now, catching fires as soon as they leave because they the only batteries I would trust is Teslas, man. That's all I'm saying. Hey, Thomas, man, and you, you got to, uh, we see people uh, that's 65 and younger, we grew up on the Jetsons, man. So we ready for this shit. I wait, I've been waiting for the flying cars, man. Y'all talking about driving car. Bro, I'm ready to get the flying car. With no, I'm driving with, with nobody driving the flying cars. Ain't going to be no joke, man. Damn the driving this car. Can't wait for those either. Yes, sir, man. So people like Bev and all of us, we 65, we grew up on the Jetsons and shit, man. So they were programming us for this shit to come, man. That's basically what they were doing when the Jetsons came out. So we programmed already, man. People 65. When did the Jetsons come out? That was like the late 60s? Yeah, yeah. I was like five or ten years old or something like that. So I've been programmed for this new technology, man. So them mm. old, I'm old dude, 60-something, so I'm programmed now. The more of that 70 or 89, they might can't handle it. Hey, bro, I was born ready for this. I was born ready. Yo, I, I, uh, like I, the, I used to like the Jetsons, right, because it was like that would come on after the Flintstones, so they went from the yeah. past. It was the same <laughs> show, though, if you think about it. It was the same exact show. Right. If you ever noticed, the Flintstones is the honeymooners. The same exact yep. show. Yeah. 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 Let me uh right. let me let me add somebody else to the round table. Four one three. Four hey, one three. Mr. Bev, how you doing? Great, you great. Me? Yes, we can. All right now, yes, better love, and I will. I'll put myself on mute when I get done because I'm driving. But okay. um, the, the first thing I want to go to John Morant. Um, the barbershop talk is that his mom is a roughneck, <laughs> so you notice his mom ain't been on television all been his father. So the mm-hmm. mom is it's not that she's a bad person or anything, but that boy loves his mama. You know what I mean? His father was mm-hmm. showing him how to get paid, but the mama's like, no, you know, you know, I don't want to call her thuggish, but you know, she she Tupac undercover. You know what I'm saying? So she really can't see the money because she's like, don't be no sellout. You know? So that that's what that's the thing he's wrestling with. Now every you know every every superstar loves their mama. But mom, she ain't been on television. Ain't nobody seen her mama on television? Nobody saw no, her mama, I right? No, right. all she, I ever see she, is the... She, she, she a rough you, Let me ask you this. <laughs> you ever notice every time I see the daddy, he got a drink in his hand? Yeah, because dad, you know, he he's, he's living out what he wanted to be through his son. See, now mm-hmm. they have the mama there, and the dad would do the right thing. Because you'd already got the son there. Now give attention to the mama. Hey, our son got this money. That's how we got to get down now. He's supposed, to, he's supposed to be showing her now this where we're going so he can do his thing, and then she can say, Josh, be cool. You know what I'm saying? Because he'll, he'll right. respect the mom. And what happened was somebody disrespected the mom in Tennessee somewhere, and a whole, a whole crowd came running, chased the boy into, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, into the store, locked himself in. Because right. he, like you said, he got that 
Yeah, over some shoes. He got that kind of power. But the, the boy mistreated his mother. And then, you know, John like, no, not my mom. We'll, we'll jump on you. You can't do that with all, you know, millions. And, you know, he is a celebrity if you don't want to see it, but he really is. Um, number two, uh, that shedding thing, um, uh, Tupmos, that shedding thing was a word that came from Fauci because he really immunologist, but he wanted to be that endocrine bullshit, you know, the gland study and all that. But shedding is no more than allergies, you know what I'm saying? So if that's his real study as an immunologist, of course he can add that language in there because the human body sheds like, you know, 5 million cells and things of that nature. And that's why they got into infectious diseases, to whatever that person sheds off their body. That's that yeah. bullshit shedding word. Right. Make sense? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what that was. That's what that shedding down. was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which now they can use the word herd community type bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Because anybody who's infectious diseases or you breathe them in, you're part of the sickness. That's what it was. Make sense? Yeah. Okay, and last one. Tell most, did you hey, so let me just say this. The, shedding, just... the shedding was in the um, the article I read that was talking about now they could find airborne DNA. They could t- determine your DNA based off of trace amounts from sh- shedding that's found in the air and water and snow and other things that to soil you and stuff. So now they can just take a cup of water and tell the population, you know, point out the specific people's DNA that shredded in that area. You know what I'm saying? That, so if we all live around a, a pond or a lake, they could just take a cup right. of water and be able to determine, oh, the Thomas lives here, Derek lives here, Bev lives here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's why that's why I agree with you because shedding is no more than the dry particles of your skin that fall off. That's all. Talking with embryology, they test you. They say test test you. Are you allergic to roaches? You no, know, it's not allergic to roaches. Roaches shed like humans. So that's what they're really doing. So now you put that water on it, you bring it back to life undercover because it's dehydrated. Make sense? Okay. Here's the last thing. Yep. Most, this is for you. Did you hear that the Senate? Well, all 50 of them were given satellite phones. Nah, they didn't hear that one. I heard that man. It was like a possible (laughs) future event or something. They said possibility for disastrous weather. Then somebody tagged it with just to be on alert because in case uh, the Russia come with EMPs or whatever. Now, here's where I'm really trying to go with that. And I'm going to leave it alone, because I want to hear what you got to say, Tut, because you're technical, bro, and I like the way you bring the, bring the wisdom. So if all of them got phones, why wouldn't they give them the phones in the beginning? Now, this person gave them the phone. She's a lieutenant general. She used to be in the security of the military service. She's a sergeant of the arms with Congress. Now, here's where I'm going at. If it's about weather, why did you give it to them in January? Why you give them to them just yesterday? They gave them the phones the mm-hmm. 21st. They put out the information the 22nd. Look it up. They all got satellite phones in case communication go down. Hey, bro, Crazy, right? Interesting. Government officials, they, they hooked up with remote neural monitoring, man. Well, they could talk to them telepathically through the app, man, like the president and all of them, in case they get snapped. 
They got them hooked up to the remote and the road monitor, man. They don't need them, them high-ranking ones, man, like Biden and Kamisha, uh, uh and the vice president, secretary of state, and all them generals. They hooked up where they could find them all anywhere around the planet and talk to them. That's the same thing that you give them, I just, them astronauts, man. I, I hear you. I just want to know why they gave them all satellite phones. Didn't make sense to me. I mean, listen, well, I'm on mute, I man. Don't do your thing because I'm driving. A satellite phone would be obsolete if they get hit with an EMP because that will knock out the satellites before it hits the earth, right? So to me, it sounds like they're going to push this Russian thing maybe to the point where it might be a nuclear threat. And um, they'll be able to communicate with each other in case of a community. If there's a nuclear threat, it's going to shut down the grid. You know, wherever they hit, that that's not going to exist anymore. And then the grid goes through. So it's going to take time before the grid gets hooked back up. But they'll have their satellite phones to communicate with each other. That's the only thing I could think of. Because I don't yeah, see where it, it comes in handy unless you're out in the ocean. Even them Navy SEALs and shit got all that, man. Okay? Well, yeah, they can talk to them uh, telepathic. They got all that high-tech shit, man, that we don't even know about, man. Well, they could, a John Kerry exposed that shit. When they made him Secretary of State, he exposed him how he was hooked up to their real web, man. Well, they don't need no damn phone. And they got to watch it. Mm-hmm. But, what hey, hey that technology, you don't need that, man. So uh, It's something. I don't know what it is either. But then to get them phones, there's something going on. Oh, hell, all the immigrants got a phone, man. Y'all look at that shit. All of <laughs> y'all are damn shit. All of them damn Migos that's coming over here. Them motherfuckers, all them got phones, right? Right. Every one of them. Bab, you lie phone parties and shit. Bab, I want you to smile with me on this one. So, okay. um, I, I, forget, I forget what it was all about, the, what Brother Tupmo was talking about, but it, it was leading into something about being able to read our brains, read our minds, read our mold, read our, our emotions. Even with the DNA, Bev, you remember the, Bev, you should smile with me, Bev, you ready? Remember the okay. mood rings, Bev? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember the mood rings? Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. the sisters was wearing the mood ring. You remember yeah. that, right, Bev? Yeah, I remember. So they changed color. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say, Bev. I want to take you back a little bit, Ma. I love you. Okay. Peace. All right. Hey, all you got to do is check out remote neural monitoring, man. That Bob gun, bro. They can re- even Coleman said that, man. He said nothing private, bro. Not even your thoughts and memories. They can do that, bro. It's called remote neural monitoring, man. Once they lock into your ass with that Bob gun and bust you upside the head, bro, they can see everything you see and everything you thought you make it, bro. So it's a way to defeat that. I told y'all how to defeat that shit, man. Once they lock in on your ass, you got to have two or three thoughts and do do the opposite of what you think your routine, man. Because y'all do not want that shit to bust in your head like they did me, man. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. That bop gun ain't no joke, man. Remote neuro monitoring, man. It ain't no joke, man. I'm going to leave it like that. Y'all look up remote neuro monitoring, man. Ooh, there ain't nothing have, nice. have you looked at that, Tuckmos? Oh, no, nah, the Bop Gun, no. Nah. But what I did the article on today was how they was able to have people 
uh, in an MRI machine and uh, reading a book to themselves, like listening to an e-book in their ears, and as they're listening and visualizing what the, the book is saying, the computer is pretty much writing out exactly what they're hearing. So it's pretty much reading their mind. It's reading it as they're hearing it. You know what I'm saying? Like how they're interpreting it. And um, so, yeah, if they got that remote technology. It's, called, it's, it's, called, it's mm-hmm. called remote neural monitoring, man. Look it up. Remote neural monitoring, man. That's what it's called. See, I give y'all the receipt. Y'all look it up. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, Tugmos. Yeah, I got up? it in the phone. I'm going to look it up tonight, bro. Okay. I'm I'm mind yeah, I'll look no it up. No problem, man. Yeah, I see it's a lot on it, too. Yeah, so, I mean, like, all, all this stuff is just validation that all this stuff that we've been talking is coming coming to life, man. And really what's bringing it to life is this chat GPT. If you notice, all the technology is once we hooked it up to the AI, oh, man, look at this. You know, it's like, oh, okay, that's what y'all been waiting for. So, um, you know, we're for the long one here. But that's that's all I have for tonight, Bev, if no one else is on the phone. Hey, yeah, the well, Tut, I got one go more on. for you. Tut, I got one uh-huh. more for you if you leave. So I went uh-huh. on ahead, and I guess it was one of those little commercial calls. They might have been used or uh, whatever they were using. And I tur- as the person was speaking, all I said was, are you a robot? And then they paused. And then they started speaking again. Then I said, are you a robot? And then they hung up. Wow. So it was wow. Yeah, hung up. It's, it's supposed to answer that question honestly every time. So it That's hung right. up because they, it they, didn't want to answer that question. Did. You got it, brother. I just thought I'd let you know. And that was one of them telemarketing yeah. type things. Yeah, and a few weeks ago I did the show where uh, they put the AI online on the internet, and um, it wanted to. It got to the capture. You know, one of the things where uh, you know uh, all the boxes with a motorcycle click on them. You know, to show you're not a human. You know, show that you're right. not a robot. They, they actually. So it couldn't answer those because it's a it's a robot. So it hired someone from TaskRabbit. It, it posed as a blind person who couldn't see the screen. And they need that answered, and the person answered it for them. So it tricked the person into answering it for them, bro. Well, I I see, you know, it's good and bad to everything. And just like when the cell phones came out, I remember before the cell phones. And and so, you know, it stopped us from remembering numbers, but it also, you know, it's a plus part to it, too. So all of this technology has the positive and the negative. So we just have to balance it out and don't let it take control. But it's a bug. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And don't be it, afraid of it. You know, because if you ahead. listen and, to and skeptics, if you listen to skeptics 30 years ago, they would have told you, man, leave the internet alone, man. That's going to be the devil. You're going to be able to do this. And they were right. But what would you done all these years without it? Like, it had its uses. This is going to have its uses, too. It's going to have its bad points. It's going to have its uses, even the digital currency. 
and I, I did want to say this to, to be in line with my sister. Undercover, we, I hope our children can master it somehow, some way. But I'm going here. It's the changing of the guards. Because mm. what, used to be, what used to be ruling over us was that thuggery. And like Beth said, now everybody can be in tune to what's going on, and no one person can capture what they used to do to us by keeping us in line. We're talking like how the bankers stopped us from getting the money. Bev, you know what red line was, but red yeah. line broke down in 68, right? But what yeah. we're really getting at is, like you're saying, this technology, which is worldwide, can't be held by a handful of thugs. So their, their rule is over. So hopefully our children can be able to master this shit and somehow make profit out of it. We just hope they don't become slaves to it. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's the thing. Absolutely, man. Yeah. That, that, yeah. And this will make you, like Bev said, you know, we used to not, we used to remember numbers. So we used to remember people's names. This is going to make that obsolete. You know, people yeah. aren't going to interact with other people. They're going to interact with this. But it's important that um, someone mentioned it earlier that this generation here is very important because we remember the time when it wasn't and will be the guiding light for the people who don't remember that. You know, we'll still be, we'll be the humanity left on the planet because, you know, they don't think like humans. You know, they don't need each other. They they could do it all on their own. It, it's different mindsets. So we'll be the people that could remind them Wait up now. I remember the time before this internet thing. I remember the time before this social media stuff. And this is how yeah. things were done. And this is this was the traditions and the 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 holidays, how we would, you know, celebrate them. It wasn't done on this stupid um metaverse or whatever you're gonna do it in. You know, you don't have Thanksgiving on a computer. You gotta sit around the table with other people. You know what I'm saying? So those things is going to be up to us, the, the people now in their 40s and 50s, to be the guide and light, you know, to, re, to remind the youth, wait a minute now, y'all bugging. This, is, this isn't how things are supposed to, to provide that balance. Provide the balance, absolutely. Because we're not going to be able to compete with the technology because they're, they're drawn to it. That's why it has all the lights and the, the, the sounds and stuff. It's like a toy. You, you're drawn to it. So it's just to provide the balance. And uh, going forward, uh, the future generations of children aren't going to leave the home like they did in the past. Like it's, they're not in relationships. There's a lot of so the, a lot of people are going to be uh, in the house with their grandkids and stuff. So you'll be able to teach them about the times before. You know what I'm saying? So that's the only good thing to come out of. It. And that's our tradition anyway. Was all teaching, you know, that's what we used to do, hand it down, the grandparents study, you you, you, you know, so we can use that, go back to that. Because like a lot, right, of, right. lot of a lot of the native tribes, that's what they got their history because they're not going by what was taught in school. They're going by what their grandfather and their great-grandfather, and they kept passing the history down. There's a white guy I work with, and, you know, he said, hey, I'm going to be going for 
couple of weeks, you know. So, so where you going? Shit, I'm going up by Link Champagne. Um, I forget what mountain. He's going up there with his um in his RV with his daughter, his daughter has his daughter's friend and his wife. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, it's no internet. He says, you know, I got I, I pull my kid away from those devices at least, you know, a couple times a year for a couple of weeks to and take them out to do something in nature. And yeah. he's sitting there, you know, explaining this is a white guy, you know, explaining how mm-hmm. he you know, goes up here. He has the RV. It's no internet signal. It's, it's you know, they're they're forced to play board games. You know, they're forced to play Monopoly and um, Risk and you know Trouble and all that type of stuff. They're not, they're they're not on the internet. They're they're not on the phone. And right. it grounds everybody. He says, yeah. you know, so this is what he does at least two times a year. You know, for two weeks, he takes the RV. And you know, loads it up with food and everything, and they, him and his wife and his daughter, and this time his daughter's friend coming with them, so she mm-hmm. won't be bored to death. Um, right. You know, so that that's just the mentality that we're gonna have to take, because it's, it's gonna be a time where uh, people who are so engulfed in this technology, well, like our kids are or our grandkids are, and we don't even see it because we use it too, but we're not as addicted as they are you know what i'm saying and to get them away from that for a couple of days they're going to be rude and obnoxious and going through withdrawal and then they're going you're going to see a whole totally different person you know what i'm saying than you saw before and i, I witnessed that once when my wi-fi went out in my apartment you had a cable the cable company they had an outage in the area no one could get on the internet we pulled out the board games. Yeah. And in yeah. a few hours, you know, we were popping popcorn. We was having yeah. a good time, you know, and, and without those devices, without the television on and all that stuff. So very important. Man. Yeah. We did the same thing. When when the outage went out, we pulled out the board games. And uh, you really can connect that way. So that's good. Anything else y'all want to bring to the table before we leave? Shit, there's always an outage out here. <laughs> Where you at? I got to remember, this ain't Chicago. <laughs> yeah, you in Tennessee, right? Yeah, yes, ma'am. Okay. But right. what's interesting, what's interesting, now I've seen, now what's interesting, but I've been seeing down here, I didn't see in Chicago. I've been seeing a lot of females down here, like in the grocery stores. They don't pay with like a credit card and cash anymore. They use their phone. I see it more down here than I did up in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it's the black women. Yeah, and wow. I'm seeing more of that too. I'm seeing using their phones more. That's that technology. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's the Apple Play, man. The Apple Pay. Yeah, I don't yeah. I only use my phone to pay now, man. Once I realized I could swipe my phone to get on the train, it was over. Like, oh, I'm never <laughs> using cash again. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I, last thing I wanted to add, Bev, I went to the, um, the African American Museum when we was in D.C. And uh, very interesting, very very well done. I must say, put a lot of money into it. And um. You know, um, it was it was a good, pretty decent experience. You know what I'm saying? Are they telling the truth? 
Of course not. You know, you, it, it, the bottom, it starts, <laughs> you start three levels down. And you kind of wind, you walk around and you wind your way up to the first three levels. So um, the, the bottom three levels, and then there's three levels up. I was only able to do the bottom three levels because okay. that was like that was like three hours by itself. You know, I was tired. I had my my mother with me. She was in a, a wheelchair, you know, so I didn't mm-hmm. want to go up any further. But um, it was like it started from Africa, you know, and, and slavery, yeah, the slave trade yeah. story. Yeah. As they put it, you know, Africa and um, all the pictures of the chains and they got they got actual chains and actual all this stuff, but no actual boats, just pictures of boats that that were drawn by people, not even real pictures, you know. What I'm saying? Right. So it's like, come on, how y'all got pirate boats? Y'all motherfuckers got King Khufu's boat. Y'all got every boat ever made, but y'all don't got no slave yeah. boats. You know what exactly. I'm saying? But yeah. Oh, uh, it was. It started with the slavery, and then as you went up, you got into like um, Jim Crow, and uh, that was pretty accurate. The lynchings. Uh, they had Emmett Till's casket. You couldn't take pictures in that room, the Emmett mm-hmm. Till room. Um, mm-hmm. it got up as it winded. You know, you got into uh, when we got on TV, and you know how that kind of transformed our image. You know, and Jeffersons and Good Times, and you know all of those shows. And it ended in 2008 with Obama's inauguration. So it's sort of like y'all went from slavery to the president. To, I think that more, was the, the theme like, they were trying to come. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. The whole but, story uh, is wrong. And and I'm listening. Yeah. To, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Rob Hayes, but I'm listening to his uh, research. And I mean, you know, from his research, and I'm listening to uh, some of the chiefs, like Chief uh, Warhorse. Their stories mm-hmm. is, is totally different. You know, we battling people that look like us, but it's not us. And so, you know, uh, yeah, you got to uh, yeah. listen to, to other people because what they telling us is not the truth. So we got to investigate ourselves. When you're in there, who funded this whole thing is everywhere. And uh, uh, Dag, man, Lakers just got swept. I can't believe it. Uh, That's they, good. It, hey, hey, yeah, go for it. But it, it was everywhere. The Bill, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they funded oh, that, yeah. that whole it, damn yeah, thing. Same people oh, who funded. He's the same person who funded the critical race theory go. thing. It's being pushed in the schools. Hey, Chuck Moe. Yep, the, I'm the here. real place you should have went is the uh, Smithsonian Institute, man. That's where they got the real stuff at, man. That's like the Vatican. Yeah, man. I've yeah, been there before, but... The I've been there before, you know, a few times, but no, it's it's all over the place there, but uh, I had to do this one because this is what my mother wanted to do, and my daughter graduated, so she wanted to go there, you know, so we all all decided to go here because that's what the consensus was, Uh, but uh, like I said, if you go knowing your own history, like like the brother was saying earlier, with the school, if I know my history... They can't tell me nothing, you know what I'm saying? So I could go right. there and appreciate it. I appreciate it, you know what I'm saying, that they did it for us, you know what I'm saying? But it ain't our, it ain't our story, 
you know, but I don't right. expect them to tell our story the right way. We have right. to tell so our own story. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, Beth, that's why I want you to hear something. I'm going to make my way down to Mississippi. My mom, who transitioned already, her, her oldest sister, so she's in her 90s. I'm about to go get as much information I can. Do I really want to go down to Mississippi? The answer is no, but I got to go. This is my mama's last sister. Get the last yeah. of the information best I can. I'm on yes. my way, Beth. I want to say yes. I want to say thank you. Yes, thank us. I got my information from my 96-year-old grandmother, and so I wouldn't even wow. know what tribe I was from or nothing. And that's where we got to go get our real history. They turned us, the natives, into black America. You know, this yep. is where we, you know, they got us thinking we are defeated people. We not. We had mm-hmm. treaties that they did not live up to. And so we got to stand up. It's a lot of us that's battling them, but we're battling them in the, in the, quietly. We're not all out on out here on the air. Uh, some people are and some people are not, but it's definitely a battle that's going on here. And Tugmos, I want to say you take a good picture with you and your daughter. Your daughter looks just like you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, my, my daughters both look like me, I think, yeah. <laughs> yep, okay. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I see a picture of the whole film, but. Yeah, that was um, it, it was actually a beautiful thing, and um, I, I must say I liked the area so much. I was like, man, I could live down here, you know. Not in D.C. That was a disaster, but in um, okay. Bethesda. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah, yeah right. Maryland, Virginia is nice. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, uh, I enjoyed the mound table, and uh, we'll be back next week to continue and we'll be here tomorrow with Dr. Robert X. So thank us. Thank you, Barry. everyone. Better love everyone. Better love. Better love. Is this your king? Thomas, is this your king? <laughs> <laughs> Peace, y'all. Love y'all. Peace. Better Peace. love. Peace. You do. Throughout my life, Throughout my life. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. no matter what I've done, Right. You've been merciful, been merciful. And your love endures yeah. Through all things For that I am eternally Since my date of birth Bought you nothing but hurt Play-Dohs, video games Stole chains from your purse Sat on a cold court bench Till I was arraigned in your skirt Saw the pain in your face Still you maintain the smirk All you did was motivate Don't let them hold you back what I do, I turned around and I sold you crack I was a bastard for that, still I'm drowning in shame Just remember one thing now, you're not to blame You was newly separated, trying to escape your world And through my thirst, I didn't help you, I just made things worse I hated me and everybody that created crack Had me thinking the newest kicks and the latest gas Still haven't apologized, so please play this back While I try to come to terms with such a heinous act you know in more than one way cocaine numbs the brain All I did was think about how the funds once came Then I ran across this memory and it stung the brain How can you ever destroy the beauty from which one came? That's the savage, you the reason why me and these beasts make a marriage Why I rhyme above average and I ain't shit Glad you got yourself together, no thanks to me Strong and beautiful the way things should be You must love me
brothers trying to make me suffer as we grew. Fussing and fighting continued as I plundered through your stuff and snuck your clothes to school. Got intense, real intense as we got older. Never believed it would lead to me popping one in your shoulder. With my rings, knew you had it cause you took too long. As Mickey, Andy and the girl that bought it looked on. Puffing and puffing, gun in my hand, told you step outside. Hoping you said no but you hurt my pride. Made our way down the steps. Maybe you thought it was just a threat or maybe your life was just that crazy and you was begging for death. Try to justify this in my young mind But the adrenaline and my ego hurt combined Drove me berserk, saw the devil in your eyes High off more than we confused I just closed my young eyes and squeezed What a sound, open my eyes just in time to see you stumbling to the ground Damn, what the fuck I done now? Running around in the circle, thinking I'm ass out High gun burning my waist, ran straight to jazz out Like a stranger, damn, I just shot my nigga and ran up into the night as if it was not my nigga Left the scene How could I go out that way? Still you act to see me in the hospital the next day You must love me Everything in my power and within my frame To protect you from this life and keep you away from the game But you was one of the few people that I can trust, and the fact of the matter, I slang these five for us, you put the pressure on me daily, rarely would you let it go, but for the thousand and one time I had to tell you no, but it was one of those days, when nobody was around, and I needed an emergency trip, out of town, search my mental Rolodex for all the numbers I know, as you stared in my face, asked me could you go, and Marie said send her, everything could go smooth, Tell her what to do and everything was no cool Strapped the body with them things as you boarded the plane Couldn't explain the strange feeling that I caught in the vein I'm thinking, why would I send you when I knew it ain't right? I'm thinking, what would make you sacrifice your life? You must love me
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.